Hey friend, I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. Hello, hello, friends. I hope you're having a wonderful day. So you are going to love today's interview with Erin Leonard of NoticeTheLittleThings.com. Erin has such a fun origin story for her business. It actually started as an email list during college, like back when you would manually add every new email subscriber to your list and just send out like a blind CC type of email. That's that's what we're talking about here. But now it's grown into a real life business. And Erin will share that story of choosing to believe in herself, take a chance on herself and her business, decide to take those next steps to learn some new marketing strategies and move things forward. And so I think, you know, anyone out there listening, if you've ever felt a little unsure, a little bit like the underdog, you're going to relate to Erin's story. You're going to love hearing from her. So without further ado, let's get to the show. So today on the show, I'm so excited to have Erin Leonard from NoticeTheLittleThings.com. So Erin, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It's been so great to get to know you a little bit better, and I'm thrilled to be on the show today. I've been listening to it for a while now, so it's a treat to actually be on. Yay, I'm so excited to have you too. So Erin, I'd love if you'd start by telling us more about how you got started with your blog. Mm -hmm. I feel like my blog story is kind of a long, slow grow as far as the length of time it it took to get from the idea to the actual kind of fruition of the blog. I'll start by saying the blog, but it's called Notice the Little Things. And the gist of it is that I help busy moms get in the habit of uncovering and celebrating everyday joy. And as a mom, that joy can just feel like it's hidden under piles and piles of laundry, right? But despite the laundry and all the different things pulling for our attention as moms, it is possible to create this mindset of gratitude within our homes. And when we can get to that place where we can find the blessings right there alongside the hard, chaotic, like worst day of your life moments, right? Like, I don't know when you're, I'm trying to think of something that's happened to me. Like when you're on the way to the grocery store and your six-year-old says they don't have any shoes on, and if you can at that moment still find something to be grateful for, right? It's kind of like you have arrived. This is a game changer when it comes to motherhood, but this takes practice. And so the blog is kind of about that practice when we're busy and pulled in lots of directions. It's easy to think we have to wait for everything to line up 
perfectly right for us to finally feel grateful and good about ourselves or good about our days. But gratitude actually is a skill like anything else. A lot of people think that it's just sort of a spontaneous emotion that comes along once in a while. Um, It's actually a skill that can be practiced. I've learned that in my years doing the blog and we don't have to wait on it. The more you practice it, the more automatic it becomes. So when you're in the car and someone forgets their shoes, instead of making a long list of things that are going wrong that day, you can maybe start with, okay, well, you know, for starters, at least we have shoes. We can go back and get them. We can get back to the grocery store, making that list instead. So then it just becomes more automatic. So like if you're, whether you're doing something for the hundredth time as a mom, as we all know, like right now, I feel like I'm picking up snack wrappers around my house a hundred times a day. So if I can do that and find something to be grateful about, the blog is all about practicing that, celebrating and uncovering those little things. It centers around this daily gratitude list that I started back in college, actually. And it has resources there on the blog, lots of free and pretty things for moms to help make a gratitude habit their own. And also ways to make small changes, maybe easy organization or like a well thought out routine so that we have the room and the space and sort of the mental capacity to pay attention to the things that really matter, which is what we're all trying so hard to do. But amidst it all as a mom, it's really tricky. Yeah. I love your blog's focus. And I have to say, after seeing you on tons of late night coaching calls and uh, in, you know, so many lessons and no matter how tired you are, you show up with a smile. You are, no matter what is going on, like you exude that positive attitude. You definitely exhibit exactly what you're talking about in terms of just yeah, I, I see that in you. So that's nice of you to say. And part of that is personality, right? Part of it is what you're born with, whether you kind of have that positive nature, but part of it is just a lot of practice. And the idea of, we see it written a lot of places, right? Like enjoy the little things. It's on pillows and mugs and all kinds of things. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I would love to do that. Right. I would, I would love to do, I'm going to do that today. But that never happens because it gets lost in kind of the shuffle of everything else. So a lot of it really is just practice. I love that. And you've actually developed some products that help moms and their families, their kids to do just what you're saying, to be more grateful, to make that a daily practice, to notice the little things. So I would love to hear about how you first, you know, developed your products and how that's gone for you. Yes, that is an interesting story because so the idea for the blog started in college and it kind of started as this email list. I'll, I'll try to give a short background on that. So in college, it was time for Lent and usually for Lent, the 40 days leading up to Easter, I would give something up, but it wasn't very helpful as far as my faith life was concerned. I would just kind of give up chocolate because I wouldn't give it much thought and then that's what I would end up with. And on this particular year, for some reason, I decided I was going to try to do something that would just kind of help me slow down a little bit, which is funny because I was in college and I thought I was super, super busy, right? (laughs) But there is no busy like mom busy. Now I know that, but I did. I thought I was busy and you know, that's fine. We all kind of have to go through those seasons, right? 
maybe I was busy at the time, but I want it to slow down. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to make the list of 10 things a day that I am grateful for. And I made up like a rule for myself. They would have to be little things and they would have to be things I would not have noticed if I had not taken a pause and pushed aside the big things to think, what are the blessings that God is trying to get me to notice here that I'm often overlooking? So I decided to write these 10 things a day and I to hold myself accountable because I was typically kind of like a Lent cheater, like halfway through, I would just be like, eh, I think I'm done. So this particular year I thought, okay, I'll email the list out to a few close family and friends so that I can stay accountable. So I did that. And within a few days, a lot of the people on the list started emailing me back with their list of 10 little things. And so then it was kind of this thing like, wait, I this is surprising. I wasn't expecting this, but it was nice because I was certainly noticing those moments more in my own day and then getting to read about them in other people's days. So that's kind of how it started as an emailist. And then I stopped the sort of Lent habit after those 40 days and thanked my email list. And I mean, it, it had kind of grown, which was also weird. This was before social media. And so randomly people I sort of knew or didn't know or were friends of friends or something would email and say, Hey, can I get, can I get on that email list? And this was like a college distribution list that was like a black screen with green writing. Like, the oh, very, wow. like <laughs> yes, this was, so this was 2003. Okay. So this really yeah. was before, I think like my sisters are a little younger and they had Facebook. I remember in the beginning, you could only have it if you were in college. Mm-hmm. And so I think I had just graduated by the time Facebook came out. But at any rate, so it was weird. I like kept compiling this email list, right, of people. And when I stopped the habit, they said, not everybody, but some of the people on the list were like, why, why did you stop? Keep going. And I thought, this is so interesting that these lists matter, right? Because it just started out as something to do for me and my own kind of faith journey. And I reflected on it. And this is kind of how the idea for the blog came about. And this does have to do even 10 years later with my first product. I was thinking that it didn't have anything to do with my lists that I was sending to people. But I do think those lists showed people all the different ways a little thing could look and that you could recognize that in your day as God showing up or whatever you want. But that when you did, it had a really like a really simple thing had a really big impact on the way you viewed certain situations. And I also think like when I would send my email, it was just sort of a good reminder for other people like, Oh, I gotta, I better get on that. I need to make my own list or I forgot to do that today or whatever it was. So fast forward five years later, I turned the email list into a blog. It was when blogging first started and I didn't know it was like a thing to have as a business. I just, it was kind of a hobby back then. And so I started the blog and I just would keep up with it sometimes and had, I don't know, a few thousand people maybe would visit a month. I didn't even know how to look at analytics. It didn't even matter. I just was sort of doing it for fun. And then fast forward five years after that. So this is like 10 years after I started those lists, my husband and I would sometimes ask each other, if you could do anything, what would you do? It doesn't matter if you don't have the education for it or you don't have the money for it. But if you could start tomorrow and do anything you wanted, what would you do? And one time he asked me that question and I said, I would do the little things. I would revamp the blog and I would try to sort of 
get this community going again of community of positivity. And I realized that as, as a mom, the habit of the daily gratitude, which I still was doing was serving me so well. There are just so many moms like myself that just are going from one thing to the next with barely the time to slow down or look up from the chaos, right? To say thank you for anything, much less be thanked for anything. So he kind of looked at me and was like, well, why don't you? And I thought, well, I'm like a slow yes person. So I was like, (laughs) well, because it'll cost money. I'll have to take courses. I'll need time. We have three children. So by that time we had three children. So Anyways, I, I did start up the blog again. And one of the, one of the things I started in the beginning was the Lent challenge. And basically what this was, was I kind of encouraged people to join in with the blog and other community members with the blog and participate in like a collective goal. So the first year, I think we did 40 days of gratitude. And then the second year we did 40 days of love, I think, where you would write little things back and forth with your spouse or your significant other. And then we did 40 days of joy, I think. And then it was after that one that I took a survey. I did a survey of the people who participated in that and asked them a few different questions. And one of the questions that I asked was something along the lines of, do you think you'll continue this outside of Lent? And by and large, they said, I'd love to, but I just keep forgetting. Like I get to the end of the day and I know it's important and I know it makes my day better. And I know that I want to model this for my children and teach it for them too. But it is so hard to make this new routine part of my daily life and automatic. And so that was, that was the idea for my first product came from that survey where I thought, okay, how I thought I'll take a look at how I set up my days and how I arrange my home either, even or keep things organized or keep routines going so that I have the room, the little bit of time, basically so that things are set up so that I have sort of the mental space to think of gratitude first. And so that's kind of where the first product came about. And the first product that I developed was called it was an ebook. It was called Reclaim Your Joy. And it was a busy mom's guide to increase gratitude in the little things. And that was right before I met you. <laughs> oh, okay. So I didn't realize that that product was so new. It was very new. It was so right around the same time I had become a part of a blog mastermind. I always wanted to be you know, I wanted to grow my blog. I wanted to grow my email list. I wanted to figure out, you know, the secret, I guess it is to making something that you love and you know is valuable and you've seen a need for work as not just a hobby, but also if I was going to spend this much time on it, a part-time job really. And So I had become a part of this blogging mastermind and two of the girls, you know them, Heather is from Happy Humble Home and Mari is from the American Patriot. And the three of us sort of banded together and I had talked to my husband and one of my fears, I think in the beginning, no, I'm sure not, I think I'm sure one of my fears was investing money in something that might fail. 
you know, we work hard for what we have and our money and to provide for our kids and the things that they're excited about and the things that they want to do. And I thought, what if I use this money and I fail? What if I don't make this blog the, you know, success is an interesting word because it can be defined in lots of ways. But what if I don't make this blog the success I like can picture in my mind? And So I sat down with my husband and said, okay, this is what I think it would take to sort of like push, push in this direction. And he said, okay. And then I started to develop this product, this first ebook. And I really had put it on my blog as a tripwire the week before I signed up for your Facebook ads incentive. Okay. How did I not know this, Erin? Yeah, it's. (laughs) It looks so good though. I remember looking at it going like, oh yeah, oh, we're going to sell this with ads. Like no problem. Like I don't remember having, maybe the price point was my only reservation because I'm trying to remember you can. Yes, I do. Yeah. I remember it was the price point. So what happened was I had just switched, I just designed the blog. I had just switched to ConvertKit so that it would do what I want it to do. And then I had just figured out the technicalities of setting up a tripwire that would send to people when they subscribed. And I set up the same tripwire across the whole blog, even though there's some different avenues there to kind of help you get to that point of daily gratitude. And Mari and Heather are like, we're signing up for this Facebook ads intensive. It's by Bethany and Schwamberger. And we think you should sign up too. And I'm like, nope. I'm not doing that because I, I'm usually a first no person as opposed to a first yes. But then I usually do what I did this time, which is it kind of like nagged at me for the next couple days. And the reason I was saying no is because I was afraid I wouldn't get accepted or I was afraid I wouldn't be able to have the things already set up that you needed for someone to be successful. Cause I had looked at the sales page and I listened to your podcast and so I thought about it for a couple of days and I knew I needed to, you know, there, the deadline I think was approaching and I thought, all right. And I kept tell, telling myself like, maybe I'll just apply in the spring because I'll be more ready. Things will be more perfect, which is a trap I fall into often. And so I thought I'm going to just apply. I'm going to just do it. And I knew that the numbers that I, I think I had had two sales at that point, maybe five. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. That, that honestly has me even more excited though, for what you're about to share of like, yeah, what you've done since then. I have to say, okay, for anyone listening, I now, which I, I kind of hate to say this. I typically like people to have at least 25 sales of a given product before I'm going to say yes to them. However, even like, so the spring round, I made exceptions. I already know I'm going to be making exceptions for this summer round because like when I see the potential in something and if I get a sense that that person is going to commit and has the skills that they need to really get everything done then I, yeah, I will make exceptions, but it, it's tricky because I don't ever want someone to invest. It's a lot of money and it's a lot of time and work. And I don't want someone to do that and not see a return back, you mm-hmm. know, to not see the growth that I want them to see. So <laughs> I am like not remembering your app. I mean, the only thing I remember about your application was like, oh yeah, I love her mission. I loved how you were communicating it. I loved your product. I thought your page was fabulous. So like, I just, 
yeah, I saw so much potential. Well, that's super nice <laughs> of you. I mean, I remember applying like, I know I'm the underdog here. Like I know. And it almost made me more motivated. Like if I get accepted into this, I am going to prove that I deserved to be accepted and that this is the path for this blog and these products. Cause I really kind of felt like in my heart, like, okay, explored very minimally and tentatively some different avenues of income. And I just wasn't good at them. Traffic made me, uh, gave me a lot of anxiety because it was just such a hamster wheel and such a rat race on Pinterest or Facebook. And I could never seem to like find that one thing that kept it steady for me. So it always kind of felt like a scramble. And so I really was looking for something. And I also, I mean, if, if somebody would ask me when I started the blog, if I would have ever made a product, I I would have said, Nope, I'm not going to make a product. I don't know what I would even make a product about. How would I even uh, know? I'm just going to maybe put some ads on there or do sponsored posts or I never would have said products. But the first product was born from that survey of my Lent people. And that was kind of one of the, I did, I was running a few kind of like challenges at that point. And so that's how the ebook, and you did tell me, you did tell me that I was going to have to beef it up. (laughs) <laughs> and I was going to have to add some more to it, which was great. And I was ready to work. I was ready to take what I had kind of been looking for this in blogging. Someone to say, here's how you get from point A to point B. And point B works if you do all the right steps. And not just that, because I've taken other blogging courses, but the Facebook ads intensive for the first time gave me a community, a small community of people that I felt like some were, I do think maybe I was the low, like the, had the least experience with products in general, sales, tripwires, or Facebook ads, all of that. But within the community, I was not intimidated. And I felt like for the first time to my really important questions that I thought could move me forward, I had answers. I had someone even if it was 11 o'clock at night that I was quick typing something because I couldn't figure it out, somebody else was up and willing to share that information more freely than I've found in other communities. I feel like you really, I just feel like you really cultivate this community of people who want to help each other versus compete against each other. And that is not something that I have found somewhere else. I think it's a lot to do with your personality and your leadership style for sure. Well, thank you for that. Although, yeah, I mean, I would argue, I don't know. I think speaking of gratitude, like I'm always grateful for the students that come into my community. And then, I mean, I learned so much from each of you and yeah, I mean, you're right. I'm sure there's some level of setting the tone, but yeah, I mean, you all, I say this all the time. Like I really think my students are the kindest, the best, the just yeah, you all are just (laughs) wonderful people. So I, yeah, I really enjoy getting to hang out with you guys each week. So yeah, yeah. everybody is so helpful. Yeah, they really are. And friends, I mean, become friends. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely how I feel. I mean, what was it? We just had a membership call. Was that Monday night? 
Yeah, we had one Monday. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and to me, I just remember getting off the call like, oh, that was like this really fun hangout. I mean, it's just like (laughs) a biz mom hangout. I mean, yes, we're strategizing. We're helping each other with like a lot of stuff. Like we don't just sit there and like gab, but it's like this it's a really fun combination of like, we chat strategy, we help each other out, but we have a lot of fun Yes, while we're doing it too. Like kids will be calling, needing their- Oh, that was the funny part about Monday. (laughs) Plus we're all stuck at home right now and we're all kind of like in this mental space that's like, "Mm." yes. And you know, we have, you have a whole new group of people that just came in to the membership. And I kind of thought, I wonder what that will do to the dynamic of the group. And I joined, you know, after you had already started the membership. So it's not like I started in the beginning, but it, it's the same dynamic. It's the same yeah. cheerful, friendly, how can I help? You know, nobody holds their strategies, you know, close in yeah. and doesn't want to share them. Like, oh, if I tell too many people about this strategy, then maybe it'll stop working for me. And that's not the case because yeah. we're all kind of, some of us are doing similar things, but it doesn't matter. There's enough people out there. Right. Yeah. I think everyone has, maybe this isn't the right way to say it, but like everyone has a good head on their shoulders where, yeah, they're not, and it's not that none of us ever have insecurities. Of course, we all go through that with online business, mm-hmm. but we don't have this. You're right. It's, it's definitely not this attitude of like, it's every man for himself. And like, yes. you know, because yeah, we all know there's plenty of room for all of us. And when one of us wins, I feel like it's like, we all win. And there's so much celebration on that. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> You can feel it through the comments, how excited people are for each other when a new strategy or a new product or something has taken off. And there's a collective sigh when something doesn't work. And then the resulting, how can I help Mm -hmm. is also unique to that community. Um, To be able to just go on there and say a failure as well as a success, I feel like that's even harder, maybe even a greater testament to the community there that people can say, this launched today or this happened today and, or I, I accidentally deleted this today and I, you know, could cry in my closet or I could come to this group and Mm -hmm. everyone responds. And it's just, I don't know, that is, that has been aside from the way that you really take things so step-by-step from the very minimum, or I don't know, the, the initial starting point of Facebook ads to the end. I was even trying to explain it to my husband the other day. And I was like, even in trying to explain it and think back to where I was also, when I started this, I did not even have a Facebook pixel installed. Oh, okay. It just, I really started at the base, the baseline of this, but I was I knew like if you would accept, I even wrote you an email, but you didn't get it until after I was already oh. accepted. So it wasn't, no, that's okay. I mean, I'm not saying what I'm saying is I can't imagine the influx of emails and applications that you're receiving at that time. But I had reached out just to kind of say, listen, I know my numbers are low and my perfectionist self tells me I should wait till the spring and make things more perfect and get some more experience. But that has held me back for so long in blogging, trying to make things exactly perfect before I make that next move. And for once in my blogging life, I'm pushing that to the side and I'm going to 
you know, jump all into this. And if you think I'd be better in the spring, that's fine. I totally trust your judgment, but I just wanted to let you know kind of where I was coming from. And you, I think it was like a couple of weeks later that you emailed back and said, and I was already, I, <laughs> despite my low numbers, <laughs> that didn't matter. I really did have the heart to make this work though. Yeah. You were, and you still are so committed. I mean, there are certain students where it's like, I, I typically expect them on <laughs> most of the calls and whatever. And not that like, listen, it's anytime you can't make a call, it's totally fine. Oh but yeah. And sometimes I forget, like, like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I'll see a comment later that says something, something about the call today. I'm like, Oh, just <laughs> another one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it happens. Yeah. That's like me too. There are certain students too, where it's just very clear. You pay attention you learn quickly and yeah, and you were just so motivated. I mean, I remember seeing your, well, okay. So, and we'll, we'll talk about your gratitude or, or sorry, I'm even saying it wrong. Your ebook, which was finding joy, right? Yes. It was kind okay. of like setting up your, and it's, it's a short ebook. It's just a seven day, like no mom in the world has time to read long how two things, right? We yeah. fall asleep while we're reading those. So <laughs> it's just sort of a short seven day. Here's a progression of how you can set up certain, you kind of examine your day, you go through and decide when it's easiest to notice the little things, when it's hardest and how you can make it more of a natural part for yourself. And I'm starting to do a lot more with families too, because that was feedback that I got was, I love doing this, but can you help me get my kids to do this? And I thought, well, sure, I can think about how to do that. So yes. Yeah. So I was just going to say you started with that, but then by the spring you had your Lent product. And I just remember your freebie to tripwire offer for that. I just was like, this is amazing. It looks so good. I mean, you are just, you're an incredible copywriter. You're incredible at graphic design. You and Mari are both like you're my go-to people for that. I mean, you're really just, and for anyone listening, here's what you need to know. Erin is so talented at copywriting and graphics that after the first round of the intensive, I, you know, tapped you on the shoulder and said, Hey, I would like you to come be an ads mentor for the next round specifically, you know, not that, I mean, of course you're a great student too. So you can share the strategies and all the, you know, Oh, Bethann talks about that in this lesson or whatever. That's all great. But I knew for sure. I'm like, Oh, you're going to be a powerhouse with copywriting for people with their sales page and how they flow and with their graphics. I mean, people sing your praises all the time. They, <laughs> they love That's it very nice. when they get your eyes on their pages and how their ads look and all of that. Because yeah, I mean, you're so talented at that. I mean, I don't even feel like, I, I love it too. Like I look forward to it. I love looking at people's images and their copy and just thinking like putting myself in the position of someone looking at it for the first time and just kind of deciding, you know, what little tweaks that they can make here and there. And, you know, from a strategy standpoint, I'm not your girl when it comes to strategy. I know what I've done, but that's been based on what, you know, the direction and the teaching that you've given. But I think that is actually an aspect of blogging that really stumped me for a long time. Like I can see here, I'm not quite sure how to get there. And like, that was really hard. And so that was why that kind of 
little mastermind group was helpful, but that's why your community is so helpful because some people are great at design and some people are so great at numbers. I mean, you know, I'm like, if I need to share numbers, I need to be prepared the night before <laughs> because I don't know them off the top of my head, but I, I love, and well, okay. So, I mean, to be fair, graphic design is my undergrad major. So, oh, okay. I, I didn't realize that. I mean, it yeah. shows you're awesome at it. So I, I have some study in that. Right. And then I went to grad school for teaching. So I ended up teaching much longer than I was a graphic designer, but I do have, have always loved sort of the creative aspect and just print and editing and writing and all of that. Yeah. You're so great at it. So I kind of jumped ahead a little bit because I was so like <laughs> okay. gobsmacked that you were that new. I completely I forgot. <laughs> totally new. And I'm also so glad. And I know, I know you have to, you have to accept a certain caliber of person that you know that you can help them succeed. Right. Yeah. But I did think to myself, like, good thing I, a good thing I applied to the first one because I think it's going to get yeah, you know, like, the, the bar is just going to continue to be raised, right? Yeah. By the people that, because I just, I'm amazed at the people that have entered the intensive and just the thinking that goes on and the brainstorming and the, just how intelligent it all is, is really neat. Yeah. So I would love to hear about a little bit more. I mean, you talked about your first tripwire, which was the ebook on reclaiming yeah. your joy. Walk people through your freebie, your tripwire, and you know how your ads first started going for you. And keeping okay. in mind that you'd had two sales, right? And right. I mean, beforehand, it was like... and the pixel wasn't on your site beforehand. Right. Okay. So the original product was this. I have just printed copies of it. it. Was this reclaim your joy book? And then it came with a related workbook. And that was being sold on the blog as of the week before <laughs> for $7 for both of these things. Because I just kind of wanted to be a quick no-brainer as far as a purchase was concerned and thought it would is a good way for people to really kind of see the value of gratitude and then come back to the blog for more ideas for their home and their families. And you said, that's great but I needed to have a higher price product in order to be successful with Facebook ads because I would just end up spending more than I was making for the sole reason that the product wasn't expensive enough. And so that got me thinking of, so if this was going to be the product, then what would a good freebie be to give away that would kind of lead into this product? And this was a way of thinking that I needed. I knew this. I knew that you kind of had to sometimes work backwards and, but I needed just more of a, I, I keep saying like a start to finish. I needed, I needed accountability, I think. And I needed confidence that this, this works. Just keep, just keep at it. So, cause I kind of stopped and started that a few other times. Like I, I would get nervous about it, I think. So I designed this after I had already been accepted. I designed this freebie. It's called Time Out for Moms, a daily dose of gratitude for your busy mom life. So it's a gratitude journal for moms. And it's, let's see, how many pages is it? So it's about 30 pages. And it just has different ways, different formats, different styles of recording and expressing gratitude. And one of the things I talk about a lot on the blog is that you can think gratitude in your head, but when you can see it add up over time, cause you've written it down, then on those really bad days, you can think, 
no, I mean, it, it's not always going to feel like this. I have all this proof that there are so many things to be thankful for and this will keep happening, you know? So this was the gratitude journal that I did the Facebook ads for this time out for mom's gratitude journal. And then the Facebook ad led to this reclaim your joy, the reclaim your joy ebook. And then I added on kids gratitude journals. And I don't have copies of those, but there was a, a pink version and an orange version. And I also added on some family gratitude calendars and just sort of like a daily gratitude print off you could use for yourself to kind of center your schedule and your to-do list around gratitude. So the freebie was the time out for mom's gratitude journal. And then the product was the ebook, the kids gratitude journals, and those calendars and daily gratitude pages. And it was $19 was the product. Okay. Got it. And then how did things go with your ads? I mean, I think you ran with that free bit of tripwire for quite a while, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I think we started it right around Halloween is when I think it was right around like the end of October. Mm -hmm. It went well. It was profitable from the start. I started with a very small budget and I started with the $10 a day budget and oh gosh, I know like when you get that first sale, you're just like (gasps) validation. Okay. You know what I think is important and what I've heard my readers say they want and need is true. Right. And so, yeah, you know, I think my best audiences have been cold audiences that I have just made up. I've had some success with lookalike audiences I have yet to find an audience. So we've talked about this. I have a lot of, I've had a lot of campaigns take off really well, but then not necessarily continue with that momentum. But I did finally get to that recently. And then it got a little different in the world. And so, but that's okay. It's just the knowledge that this this works. This can work. It will keep working if I keep doing it. That was such affirmation, I feel like. And so I I think my, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think my ROAS was always averaging like a, about a 1.5. Okay. Um, sometimes it was up higher, you know, sometimes it was at a three and sometimes it would drop down a little bit lower, but I feel like on average, it was probably about 1.5, but okay. So I never, I, I never lost money on ads. I only made money or maybe some days broke even, but as a whole, it was profitable and it remains profitable. And the number of subscribers that I have added to my email list is just crazy. I mean, I think since I started the ads intensive, I've added over 5,000 subscribers just from Facebook ads. Yeah. Cause you're drawing them in with, yeah, that t- I mean, timeout for moms, like, yeah, that's a huge part of what you do and mm-hmm. helping moms. Yeah. Be more grateful. That's so exciting. So 5,000 subscribers and then how many tripwire customers do you think you've Oh, that's a good question. I could easily look that up. I had 2,024 freebie opt-ins in the fall ads intensive and I had 120 purchases. Okay. Yeah. From that group. And then, you know, added all those people onto my list for then my next product launch was the Lent product. And I also knew that in the back of my mind, like I'm adding the right kind of people to my list that 
will want to participate in the next thing that we're doing. And so that was exciting all along to know that that was happening. Yeah. Like you had this, uh, a plan for, yeah, long-term your business, what your next product was going to be and yeah, how you're going to sell to them there. So I would love to hear more about that because I think your whole, your Lent challenge and that you have this product that goes with it. I really love it. And I want, I want more women to, I guess, maybe have that light bulb moment of like, oh, uh, there's this topic, whether it's gratitude or my faith or whatever, that I kind of feel like, can I monetize this? Is it weird to sell on this? And like, you are proof that no, absolutely not. And you're creating these amazing tools. I mean, your tools are gorgeous and super helpful. And so it's like, of course you should get paid for them, (laughs) you know? So yeah. So I'd love to hear you talk more about that. Yeah, that was definitely something that as I, you know, started blogging in 2015 and now it's 2020 that I kind of struggled with, like, how do I make something like gratitude available and accessible in a format that people would essentially in the end pay for? Because like we talked about, I do give a lot of stuff away for free, but is a lot of hours away from my family. And I love it, but there's only so many hours you can spend and so much money. It's also expensive to run some of the things that you need to run in programs to collect data and all that. So that was something that I struggled with for a while. How do I, I mean, it sounds like kind of cold and harsh, like to monetize gratitude, right? Because that's like the opposite of what, I think that's the struggle, right? I think the struggle is that somebody that is like a prayer journal or something with gratitude or something with faith, you're like, how do I put a price on that sort of thing when I really just want everybody to do it anyways, because it's good for them. And, and you don't want anyone to miss out on it because of price. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, well, if I, if I charge for this and then, you know, those 10 people can't use it or do it, you feel bad almost. But again, it just goes back to these things take a lot of thought and a lot of time. They've taken a lot of study and a lot of practice. And that's true for so many women, like whether you studied in school or, you know, we probably didn't collect scientific data, but you're a studier of life a lot of times. And that is worth something that is valuable. And there are skills out there that you might think everybody else has because they come easily to you, but they don't. And that was something that I really had to realize for Lent. So I kind of consider Lent as the birthday of the little things, because that's where the idea started. So when the blog was, I guess, smaller, for lack of a better term, I would run these Lent challenges and just gather. I mean, the group would maybe be, I think the first year was like 40 people. And then the second year it was maybe like 75. And the third year I tried on my own. I didn't even, I, I ran Facebook ads the third year, but they were, I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't even really know that I needed to know so much for what I was doing. You know, I remember Heather asking me, you know, well, what did you like? How did you set them up? And I'm like, I just went through it. I just went through it. I clicked things that I thought sounded like the right thing to click. And I set a small budget. So it didn't really matter if I, you know, lost money or made money. My goal was just to get more people to participate because I wasn't charging for the challenge either. So it didn't, I wasn't, it just was to get more people to participate. Um, link clicks. So then I joined the intensive and I started with these gratitude journals and then Lent arrived this year. And I thought, okay, I'm going to continue to offer this for free, but I'm also going to offer a paid version. 
of the challenge and struggled with that a little bit. Again, like I never want anyone to not be able to participate in something like that. But I mean, the hours that it took to, and the information that I had collected over three years of already doing this, you know, and the experience, I remember creating all of these printables. So this year, the theme was practicing presence. And so I created a free version with printables that, and and came with, this is the guide. So they came with the guide for all the different printables. And then I created a paid version, which was almost a hundred different principles that you could use for yourself and your family. There were lots of things for kids. And that's something that I got from a survey. I kind of surveyed by email, my email list leading up to this. What would you like? A challenge for yourself, a challenge for you and your husband, a challenge for you and your family. And almost everyone said myself and my family. So this is kind of what resulted from that. And you're right. There's a lot of value in things like this. And it just took me a little bit of time to realize that and learn that. And I think a lot of other moms feel like that. Like, is this something, or I know this is a good idea. I know that this would benefit other people. I've seen other people struggling with this. I used to struggle with it. Now I'm here. How can I tell you and make it easier for you in your life? And I think I've kind of finally overcome that hurdle. And yeah. So this year for your Lent challenge, so you had that, you had your freebie to tripwire funnel basically. And so you were running ads to, Mm -hmm. and you did ads both to your warm audiences, right? And then also to cold audiences to get new people in the door. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear more about that. Like how many people signed up for the challenge and how many people bought that tripwire? Okay. Yes. So when I ran Facebook ads all on my own by just clicking things and hoping I was right in 2019, I looked it up last night. I had 184 link clicks, but I really have no way of knowing if they actually signed up. All I know is they clicked through my ad Mm -hmm. because I didn't have a Facebook pixel set up and I didn't have, I was using, I was using different programs at that time that didn't have the capabilities to gather that information. I do know that in the Facebook, so I always have a Facebook group along with the, the, for the people that join the Lent group, there were 121 members in the Facebook group. This year, Lent, I had 3,063 participants. So it went from 184 (laughs) on my own, trying, not even trying that hard to do Facebook ads, but trying, pitching it to my own email list, probably a bit unsuccessfully. Now, of course, so I don't know if you want to get into spend. I spent a lot less money in 2019, but also made no money in 2019. And then in 2020, of course it costs money to run those ads, but my ROAS was over two. Okay. Yeah. So um, every dollar you, every dollar you put in, you were making at least $2 back. So you, yeah. Yes. Well, and yeah, and there's not even a good way to measure. So even if somebody signed up for free, right. And they got the free version, they were emailed. They, you know, were put into an email funnel and that those emails continued to mention the upgrade, the upgrade to the power pack was available throughout the full 40 days in case you were losing steam and you wanted to get some more materials for your family or yourself. So, you know, Facebook will say on there who purchased right then and there, right. But they're not measuring who purchased later. So that's always interesting. It's always like, hmm, I wonder, you know, I, I'm sure some of the other purchases were also from Facebook ads. They just didn't happen immediately. Right, right. 
So, and you don't have to share this if you want to, do you mind sharing like kind of how much money you spent on ads, how much income you brought in with sales and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff? Yeah, I was. And like we said, this is such a funny thing to talk about when you're talking about like faith or Lent or because it's like, well, yes, this is exciting because this made me feel like a business owner and it made me feel like, or a small business owner. And it made me feel like my time was worth it. And those things are important, as important as people growing in their faith and learning about gratitude. So when I started, I said that that was this for this one, for this product, it was just a $10 a day campaign. And I think the most I ever spent on that one was maybe $15 a day for my Lent campaign. Granted, I can only run it for three weeks leading up to Lent because no one's going to sign up for Lent eight weeks before it, because you're thinking that's too long away. And so it's, it's, it was a three week chunk of time. So anyways, I started these campaigns and I ran three campaigns and I started each one at $50 a day. So that was a big jump from the $10 a day because that meant I was spending $150 a day total on the three campaigns. Immediately, I felt better about that when there were purchases on the first day. So that's always like, okay, you know, this is, it's reassuring. So let's see. Okay. I spent a total of about $2,100 on my Lent in in three weeks. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, a big jump. You know, I just really thought I've done this for three years. I've had some success with it on a really small level and it was so fun and it was such a great community building thing that I really thought like, I'm, I'm just going to go for it. And so let's see, I had 203 purchases of the, up, of the power pack from Facebook. So the total, what, what were the numbers that you wanted? The total Oh yeah. Just like t- total sales. And then, I mean, I would love to hear, and again, totally up to you, but I would love to hear, yeah, just how the launch as a whole went too. Because I, I mean, Aaron, I don't even know how I missed this. I did not realize this was like your first product launch. Yeah. I know you had a product mm-hmm. in the fall, but like you just kind of put it on your blog and yeah, then you were running ads. Kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> this was your first product launch and mm-hmm. I'm just so excited for how it went for you. Yeah. So total, I'm, I'm going to give you the total number only because what we said where, well, okay. The Facebook total that Facebook tells me was 4,000, yeah. about $4,000. Yeah. But the total above and beyond that from my email list and anyone who may have opted to upgrade or purchase later was around 5,200. Okay. So I spent about 2,100 and brought in about 5,200 by the end of it. So for a first product launch, I felt really excited about that. Yeah. And just validated in, like I said, I've said it a couple of times and like being a small business owner and having studied and experienced and practiced this so long, it's nice reassurance to see that you've kind of figured out how to make this happen. And to just, I don't know, just the feedback and the Facebook group and the people talking about how this was, what they were seeing in their kids and what they were seeing with themselves and how they were rethinking certain things. That is also heartwarming. And I had had that in the past. That piece wasn't missing. The piece that was missing was generating some sort of income that would validate all this time that is required of a successful blog or business. And you get to make this bigger impact now too. I mean, I just think about, okay, last year you had, 
you know, a hundred, you know, less than 200 people that they loved it. It was great. You helped them, but now you had over 3000 people that Mm -hmm. were part of this. I mean, that's just, that gets me super excited. And so, and all over the world. So like Africa, Ireland, England, lots of people from Australia, Canada. So that's crazy too, because it went from sort of this small little circle of influence. If, if that's what you would say to meeting and talking to people from all over, which was really neat. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I know you can take this same thing and now you've seen, you've, you know, you, I'm so happy you took that jump and we're willing to do the $50 a day on three campaigns. So you're like, let's do this $150 a day because I know my other tripwire, I was able to make a profit with that. I know I've got this limited window. So I, yeah, I just can't wait to see how this progresses each year for you. And Mm -hmm. now, you know, every time you do this and you're running ads, you're getting more of the right people on your list. You're getting buyers on your list. And so I'm curious, are you, you know what you are, you're, you're going to launch another product here soon, yes. right? So right. yep, I'm, I've been getting feedback on the kids gratitude journals and the Time Out for moms. And I'm kind of taking that feedback right now. And a new few products are in the works, which I'm super excited mm-hmm. about. And I will definitely continue to do the Lent. I always say challenge. That makes it sound hard, but I'm always trying to think of a better word than challenge, but the Lent challenge each year, but it's even been suggested to do something in November, which is kind of like gratitude Mm -hmm. month. So I feel like this is just the beginning and just the foundation. And I just have learned, I just have learned so much from you and from your journey and from what you have already kind of been the guinea pig for, for lots of other people. You know, it's kind of what I talked about, like, you've studied this, you know, you have studied what works with Facebook ads and what doesn't and your willingness to share what works and what doesn't and build this community of people that is so forthcoming with helpful information is just really has been a complete game changer when it comes to my blog and finally finding the avenue that would allow me to also call myself a small business owner and not just a hobby blogger. Right. Right. You, you are absolutely there. I'm so excited for you too. I cannot wait to hear how this next launch goes and just, yeah, like you, you have the ability to launch multiple times a year now to keep scaling up those evergreen ad funnels and you have so many wonderful things to offer to the world. So I'm excited that you're. Thank you. Me too. I'm excited that I still have you to help me on the journey. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Which, oh, that sounded weird. I'm excited. I'm excited you're my membership so I get to still hang out with you. Not that I'm so excited I get to help you. (laughs) That sounded so good. I am very excited that you still get to help Um, me. Well, Erin, this has been so much fun. I've loved hearing your story and the way you've, yeah, you just have this wonderful mission. It's just fun to hear how it all got started all the way through to your first product and then your first product launch. As we wrap up, I love to ask my guests this question. Do you have either a funny or an adorable mom moment to share? Or I suppose in your case, you could share something you're grateful for perhaps. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess I really never really explains like what a little thing would look yeah. like. Right? So, okay. I'll do both of those things, I guess. And let's see examples of little things. I'm trying to think of some from just this morning. 
looking around my house, examples of little things would be my stairs that are empty of anything. Usually my stairs are littered with whatever needs to go upstairs that I don't have time to take up. But yesterday I made up a new chore and it is for my six-year-old to take the things upstairs on Wednesdays. So that is something, that's a little thing right now. A very quiet house is a little thing right now because nobody else is here. Or um, perhaps a big thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, yes. Sometimes the little things are the big <laughs> things, right? There is a birthday train going by my house right now, which is, I feel like such a little thing in these times, like people showing up for people. Yeah. It's just so wonderful. So those are some examples of some really quick little things. Something we've done with the family is at dinner, we'll do a little thing, a sorry thing, and a hopeful thing. So every night, everyone goes around. So it's kind of a cute moment in our house at night. My kids usually say their sorry thing first to get it over with so that they don't have to think about it anymore. And then hearing their little things and their hopeful things kind of makes you feel like, oh, the day went better than I thought it did. And then just cute mom moments. I have a two-year-old and she just says funny things right now. And my other two are nine and six. And they, it's funny because they also think it's funny. Like she calls bumblebees jungle bees. And she just says words incorrectly. She's always telling everybody, how about you guess? Like if you ask her a question, she'll, she'll use phrases incorrectly. She'll just say, how about you guess? And the fact that they can share in how funny it is that she says things that way is kind of fun helps us kind of bond together. So there's a few moments yeah. for you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's similar over here with, you know, Holden being nine and then Levi just turned three. And so, yeah, Holden, Chris, and I are always just like looking at each other, laughing at the, yeah, funny yes, things. Levi's always like, look, you too. know, sneaking a glance at the other yeah. one. Like, are you hearing what she's saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so fun, Erin. As we wrap up, can you just remind everyone where's the best place to find you online? The best place is probably just at the blog. It's noticethelittlethings.com. And from there, you can go ahead and click if you want to catch up at any of the other social media outlets like Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram. Love it. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Okay, was that not such a fun interview with Erin Leonard? So if you would like to join one of my rounds of the ads intensive, all you need to do is head to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads. That's brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ADS. And I hope that you'll take away from today's episode that you should take a chance on yourself. You should give your business and your big goals and dreams, give them a real shot and trust that you have the hard work, the grit, the determination, the focus to be able to make big things happen in your business and with all of your other big goals too. So of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. 